If you are in the middle, I want to have a conversation with you, especially if you're shocked to learn that the Supreme Court is potentially overturning Roe v. Wade. Because if you have did not vote in the election in 2016, this is a, a direct result of you not participating in your right as an American citizen. Because if you do not get involved in your government, these are the things that are going to happen. This is, these are the changes that will continue to happen if you do not participate. Because if you think, oh, well, I don't support the left and I don't support the right and I'm not going to get involved is an answer. It is not. The only thing you're going to happen is you're going to wake up in a country that you do not respect and you do not love. And you're going to wonder how do these changes happen? You have to get involved. You have to. You cannot let these things continue. My, I am absolutely blown away with the information that I, that, that I learned today. That I wish, I wish, I, it, it's, it's insane to me, but I'm not surprised. I'm not. I think about it and I see what's going on. And I've seen and I knew, I knew when I started to see the shift in the culture of America, in the mentality of these Americans, in the mentality of the far right, when I started to see their shift, I knew exactly what was happening. That's why I'm not shocked, which is 100% why I absolutely am involved in my local governments, in my voting process, trying to be part and not be a lazy citizen. You cannot. You cannot afford to just sit back and let things happen. You can't. And that's why I'm vocal about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Funny Podcast. It's Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. I greatly appreciate you tuning in for another episode. I had to, this is the big news that came out late last night. There was a release of a uh, document and everyone is talking about it. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked about. I'm I'm struggling because I want to. I want to say something. I want to be part of, you know, the outraged, but I also know that I want to support and sit back and give whatever the group that is being told that they are not allowed to govern their own bodies as much support as they need. And if they tell me, you know, we don't need support, this is what we need, then that's what you're going to get. But what you're not going to happen is I'm not going to be part of any process that removes a woman's right to choose. I am 100% pro-choice. It is not my choice. It is a woman's right. As a man, why, how, are you, how do you believe that you should be deciding what a woman does? The only decision, and let me just make sure that I, <laughs> I watch my words, but... The only decision that a man should be making over a woman's body is before you're intimate. At that point, after you're done, if you go all the way and do what the deed is done, you do not get to say what a woman does to her body after that. You do not. It's not your right. It's not your call. It is not your choice. It is a woman's choice. It is her body. It is not rocket science to understand that. 
but so many, so many terrible laws are being changed and enacted in our country and including this new Supreme Court. You have to speak on it. The reason why these changes are happening is because people did not get involved back in 2016. That people do not get involved even now, today. You have to. You have to get involved. You have to be a part of the process. You have to exercise your right. And I just wanted to open up the show with that. (laughs) Very intense, I understand. I know. But it is a very intense issue. And it needs to be addressed. And for those people that are wondering, where have you been again? I apologize. I was going to put out a podcast two, you know, two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I was going to put out another podcast, but I, I'm not the most computer literate person. I'm not. I needed to figure out how to delete files to make room for new files. <laughs> so that's what I had to do. I apologize for another delay. I promised there wasn't going to be another delay. There is a delay. I apologize for that. I'm going to be doing these very consistently as much as possible because I do have some news, <laughs> some great news on my end. And I feel, I kind of feel ashamed, uh, not ashamed. I, fi- I feel like, you know, it's a little tough situation to bring it up considering the news that we just learned yesterday. But I I do have some, some great news and I want to share that with everyone and I greatly appreciate your support. I just um, got approved and when I tell you things move fast, they move super fast. But I am now going to be um, performing regularly for the next couple of months. Excuse me, on board uh, Carnival Cruise Line ships. <laughs> so, uh, excuse me. The um, I'm excited. I had to go through a, a, a process, of application and reviewing my content and you know, the whole nine yards and to find out that I was accepted. I was, I was signed by, uh, by an agent and to find out that, uh, you know, after reviewing it, everything, submitting it and everything was approved. And, and I had, uh, you know, like the day, the morning I got approved, I, it was immediate. Like, Hey, um, like I got, I got a, I got an email at, uh, 645 and then it, including in that email says, Hey, you're approved. Are you available? Because I'll put you on a ship tonight, today. <laughs> I was like, dang son. And so it was, it was so fast. Um, I was not able to get a flight to, to, to do that show. So he said, Hey, the fact that you put yourself out there, I greatly appreciate it. And, and he's been the, my new agent has been amazing. And so we planned out some other stuff. I put a bunch of avails out and sure enough, boom, 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 boom. I'm booking ships. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be performing regularly on board the Carnival Cruise Line, several, several, sh- you know, uh, ships. And so I hope that I can record this podcast as I'm, uh, you know, on board I don't know how I'm going to do that. <laughs> so there may be another delay. Um, you know, I would love for Phil to take over and uh, if I can give him access to everything. But Phil is also busy in a great way as well. Uh, Phil has been doing, you know, just some some amazing things. And, you know, so I'm, I'm very proud of him. And, and we're still, you know, co-hosts with the most. It's just that, uh, you know, finding our time for our schedules right now has just been a little bit difficult because he's he's working on multiple projects. We're working on multiple things. And so that's why I have not put out another podcast in, in addition to being a computer illiterate and 
not being able to delete some files, which happened to be very easy, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I am, you know, it's official. I'm, I'm going to be on, on some cruise ships. And so I'm looking forward to it. I've got a lot of organizing to do in regards to my material. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I had a, a team meeting and, and it was just it's, it's so far so fantastic. I will definitely make sure to update everyone after my first cruise. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Um, definitely looking forward to, you know, relaxing and then also, uh, you know, checking out their gym. <laughs> you know, because I told my other half, I said, she's like, what are you going to be doing on the ship? Are you just going to be lazy? I'm like, no, I'm going to be working out. You know, it'll be like, uh, uh, you know, if, if I went to, uh, <laughs> you know, on a, on a, on a workout vacation, but anyway, uh, making people laugh, of course, too. So that's going to be fantastic. And I'm really, really excited about that. It was, you know, it's not the only great news. There is other great news. The next thing is, is that I am, uh, and I don't even know if I can say this, but I am in the TikTok creator. I'm a, I'm a paid TikToker. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, I am a paid TikToker. Uh, you know, it's it's not much. <laughs> but even if it was more, I would still be very humble. I'm very honored and uh, very appreciative. And so it, I was just recently, um, you know, made aware of that. And it was, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm very excited about that. It's, you know, I've been putting out, like I said, you know, these these videos and and most of if you're here from TikTok, welcome. It is my favorite app. I absolutely love TikTok. I love it because of its, you know, forward thinkingness, because of its, you know, politics that I find in, in groups that I follow. I love it because I only follow a small number of people, but I see so many different types of people. So just because I follow a small number doesn't mean it's the only people popping up into my feed. Obviously, so much. I mean, I have, you know, paranormal stuff that pops up in my feed, a ton of Disney stuff because I'm a Disney dude. I have a ton of stuff with pets because I'm a definitely, you know, I'm a, I'm a pet pop. I got, you know, five pets of my own, but I love the, there's, there's a couple people like I follow this blacksmith dude that just makes these incredible works of art with uh, all kinds of different door openings, glass openings, and just crafts the way he does it. It's just amazing on the scale. He does it as well. It's just fantastic. I follow a guy who does you know, he's very on to the fantasy. It's almost like as if you came if, during like uh, medieval times or the Hobbit kind of thing and you stopped into a local tavern and then the innkeeper, you know, was welcoming you into their inn and they would give you food and he gives advice and he gives this and they, it's very story time-ish. And I love that. I love that. I love that about TikTok. So, and I also love it because of the politics. I follow... Uh, a few people and, and also the COVID information. I follow a couple people with that. And it's just, it's very, I, I love the insight that I get. I love the insight that they have. I love the people that I, I typically am doing my best to follow only positive minded people. Um, I have uh, some of my other friends from comedy that I've known for a very long time that I follow. And of course my family and then my, my other half as well. But uh, it's just, it is my favorite app. I spend so much time on that. And if you're on that app, you already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it uh, It's really, really, really great, but it feels great to be accepted and, and also to be recognized on that, on that aspect that I am, I'm part of that community. And, and, and so I just, I hope to be creating more and more content, you know, that uh, hopefully doesn't get me uh, pushed off. <laughs> I've only had one video that got reported for, for a community guidelines violation. Um, I did, to be honest. 
And that video was about masks. I did a mass rant and I did a COVID rant because if they, you know, Philly was bringing back masks and maybe they were going to bring it back other places as cases began to rise. And, you know, and I told people, you know, what? what's who cares if they do like if they do, then put your mask on. What's the big deal? And if you don't like it and you're anti-mask, then this for this year, why don't you sit this out? Why don't you shut up? <laughs> and so somebody reported it as bullying. It was not. I did not cuss in the video. I did not call anybody out specifically. I just said, people stop complaining in businesses. And that's it. It was, you know, I, I disputed it. It was approved. It was back on. But it's it is my favorite app, and so I, I I have you know that Carnival Cruise Lines. I'm a paid TikToker. I uh, you know earlier this year I, I booked a commercial. I was in a play, and I, I'm telling you this is these these are things that I had to put into motion mentally. I had to make a decision because I was going down uh, a professional path that it was very fulfilling, but it wasn't really what I what I wanted to do. And I think I talked to everybody recently about it. And now to be able to do things on, on a little bit higher level to, uh, that's still in alignment with who I want to be. It's, it's a very good feeling. It's all very great things. It feels great to be recognized. It feels great to be, you know, seen for my, my sense of humor <laughs> and, and to see that I'm having these opportunities open up. And, and so it does feel amazing. It's, it's a fantastic time, but it's not without its challenges. It's not. And I need to talk about this situation because it is a situation that also involves, uh, Philip and he's been okay. Excuse me. <coughs> he told me it was okay to talk about it. I did more than talk about it. I actually posted a video in regards to it. He reached out to a comedy club in Escondido, California. That comedy club is called the uh, the Grand Comedy Club. The owner was so dismissive, so disrespectful, and so crass that it was absolutely uncalled for. And when I started looking through their social media to see who they book and what you know what kind of format they offer it was by investigating their social media that i saw oh you don't book latinos like the last latino they had booked um at the time of my posting was over two and a half months before and i'm like okay okay that's the type of club this place is and i also in my video called out demographics by demographics i mean i used stats and facts i used the fact that in the state of california this is a state where we are latinos comprise approximately 39% of the population it is the largest ethnic group in the state in escondido california latinos are 51% of the population and in some areas of California, that number goes up even higher. So how is it in an area with so many Latinos, especially in San Diego County, that you haven't booked a Latino in over two and a half months? So I called the comedy club out and his response was shitty. Of course it was. It was, it was so, it was so shitty. And I, I want to, I want to read, I'm going to read it to you guys. Okay. I'm going to read the, the response and you can, you can judge for yourself, but the, but the owner did uh, effectively comment on my, on my post. 
And that owner basically said, um, you know, I had commented, I said to the grand, you know, cause he, he basically commented and then he, he blocked me and then he unblocked me, uh, after this. But I said, the email exchange, uh, only gets worse on your end because he had, cause he had said, how come you don't talk about everything that I said to Phil? And I'm like, <laughs> talk about everything. It, it, the, the email exchange was horrific. And I said, the only, it only gets worse on your end. You won't see this reply since you blocked me, but the comic that told you about this post can share this response. I can tell how a person is based on how they treat people they don't know. Your responses were shitty, and after reviewing your booking history, I found it to be even more shitty towards Latino slash Latina comics. I never said, I want your club to close. Which, if I can just stop, he said that his club uh, was on the verge of closing. And he used it as a way to say, oh, well, I'll make sure to let you guys know when I shut doors. So in my opinion, in my opinion, I just, just to wrap it up, I said, we love to laugh. Maybe you should have booked more Latinos, especially in an area where there's so many. If you do not book Latinos, then they are not coming to the club in great numbers as they could if you booked more. And his response was, um, I, you know, I book, I, you know, book, I book everybody here and, and I book whoever's the funniest and blah, 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 blah. And, and he was de- like, he had de- demeaned my friend saying he wasn't any good, which he, he is, he demeaned my friend and, you know, said that, uh, he's worked with so many different comics for 12 years and, you know, he's booked these guys and this and that and, and, and saying that I'm not funny, he is insulting to me, who says, you know, sounds like you're a guy who's not that funny, not getting booked, and using that as a crutch, <laughs> you know, and then he told me to work on my jokes, and, <clears throat> you know, I told him basically, you continue to mention my friend Phil, focus on me, just insult me, I made the video, reading all of your replies, not just to myself, is an example of no class, you've been treating people so poorly for so long, you either don't see what you're doing, or don't care, both sad. I know I'm not the first to say that to you, but maybe the most recent that's not saying it behind your back because I'm sure his employees effing hate him. When you're done, the original question remains, when are Latinos performing your club? The more you avoid it, then the more you respond with BS, the more telling it truly is. And he continued to respond with BS. Continued. Because people started asking him questions on his Yelp. And his response was, oh, are you getting asked by a unfunny Latino comic from L.A.? That's what he said. And, you know, I was I was happy because I posted an update. And I was happy when I found out that after the update that I posted, I saw that, you know, I posted it because he had booked a Latino comic, a comic that I know, I know who he is. Very funny. But he said in his, in his responses on Yelp, I've been booking other Latino shows to people, other Latino shows. No, you haven't, sir. No, you have not. And just because you don't find me funny, doesn't mean I'm not funny. (laughs) He was so insulting, so demeaning. And the only people that act as insulting and demeaning as this comedy club owner is because nobody is holding him accountable. Nobody is telling him what you're doing is wrong. You cannot treat people like that and have a successful business. You cannot be discriminatory in your booking practices and in your community and be successful. You cannot do that. 
And that's why it was so important, so important that I made that post. So important that people saw who this person really is. And I can tell you too, from somebody who has made big mistakes in my life, that there's only one way to truly acknowledge a mistake and that's to take full ownership. That's to take full ownership. And there is zero humility in this club owner. You can check everything I said here online and you will see that his responses are absolutely shitty. He's been doing it for so long, he just doesn't understand. You can't do that. And you cannot do that. And it happens so much. Like, I don't, I didn't, I've never contacted this club owner to perform in his club. And the reason being is, is I took a look at his lineup and I already knew, I knew the type of person he was. I've been doing this for so long. I've had situations. I've had so many situations where I've faced, you know, some sort of discrimination on some level or other. Like a lot of people don't know that I even, I'm, you know, still friends to this day with one of my good buddies who ran the number one Latino show in Hollywood for almost a decade. And I used to help him co-produce a show out of North Orange County at the Bray Improv. And then I was also helping for a time co-producing a show at the Ontario Improv for a Latino show. And then we get contacted to go produce a show last minute in, in South Orange County in Irvine. So we go down there and we put on an amazing show and we ask the, the manager, when can we come back? And the manager says, I'll let you know. What is there to let know? Why can you not tell us what, when we could come back? You look at the numbers from the other clubs, we're golden. You look at the numbers from the night that we just had, they're golden. Why not? Less than a week later, we're contacted by one of the employees who says, he will never allow a Latino show in that club he told us and we you know you know when you know you know when you know and you you can you can hear it in somebody's voice you can see it in their demeanor the way they speak to you the way they look at you you can tell exactly how they feel about you how they look at how how discriminatory they are that's what this guy had and we were never we were never able to get into that club cut to a couple years later, he gets promoted, maybe even sooner than a couple years, but he gets promoted to be the manager of the Hollywood Club, where my friend ran the most successful Latino show in Hollywood at that club. And not even a couple months later, that show was canceled after almost a decade. He replaces it with a show that ultimately fails, but it was such an amazing venue night experience it was the number one show. It was this was before the comedy store had their renaissance and how where it's at today. Today, so many people are rocking and rolling there. It's probably the top club in Hollywood because of how much talent is in there. And including the Laugh Factor. Laugh Factor is a phenomenal club. They've got some really great acts. They have some late light turnouts here and there. But the Hollywood improv on the Friday night, that was the show. I can't tell you how many photos I have of people. How many photos of I have of people with that that are names that you've seen on Comedy Central, that you've seen on HBO, that you've seen? These are things that everyday occurrences because you never knew who was going to drop in on the Friday night Latino show. 
cancel. That's what we deal with as Latinos in entertainment. You go into acting, you go into directing, you go into writing, it gets even worse. The criteria gets even harder. But that's what Latino comics have to deal with. Oh, it's a Latino show? All right. And when that comedy club owner told my friend originally in the original email before I had replied, this was this is one of the reasons why I ended up making a video. He said, look, man, we don't book anybody we don't know. Go ahead and, and uh, check our Instagram. And when you see an open mic, then you can come out. And my friend had offered, he sent him a message asking to perform for free. And the guy, instead of just saying no or not responding, decided to say all that bullshit. So if he had checked my friend's Instagram, he would have seen that the last show that he performed at, at an improv or at a levity, was completely sold out. A club that is four times the size of the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido. Sold tickets. Sold out. Because these guys love numbers. And those are the numbers that my friend has. Those are the numbers that Phil does is he always puts on the best shows. People know that. That's why he has a huge following. And this guy shit on him. Which is fine. People shit on you. But he shit on him. And when you do the homework, you see this guy is shitty to a lot of people. You know, in doing the homework as well, if you're a female, don't have to be Latina. But he hasn't booked a female comic. At the time when I said it was over two, two and a half months for Latinos, it was the same amount, if not longer, for a female comic performing at his club. Guess who's not a minority? White comics. He's always booking them. Imagine, imagine going to Nebraska, going to Oklahoma, and not seeing one white comic for over two and a half months. Be crazy, right? You'd be like, huh? <laughs> I'm only every time I go to the comedy club, you know, this guy only caters to this to the to the minority here. And that's what this guy's doing. Because the majority in Escondido, in San Diego County, is Latino. And this guy is only catering to the minority. Anyway, that's why I made the video. And if you're listening to this and you want to check, you can go to the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido, California. And you can ask the very question. But what you're going to see in the questions asked... Because I, I didn't call the guy discriminatory. I didn't call him racist. All I said was, when was a Latino going to be performing, or a Latina, going to be performing at his comedy club? And then he responded with shit to me, insulting me, breaking me down. And that's that's when you know you, you, you're right. That's when you know you're right. When you hear that kind of response, I'm right. Because if I was wrong... Then I would hear, whoa, man, hey, you got us wrong completely. Look, this is our upcoming lineups, and I'd be happy to show you how much we try, but we don't know. And if you know, then help us like get a list together, and we'll start definitely showing. We'll start showcasing. None of that. None of that. And he's probably going to be, he was very short with people online, on Yelp. Very short. They didn't care. He didn't care, excuse me. The people that commented care. 
it's just it's just one of those things and so for me it infuriated me it infuriates me when i see my friends disrespected and it infuriates me when i see not only this disrespect but this type of behavior continue so when i tell you when i tell you I don't think like I'm a comedian. I'm not, there's no, not going to be violence. Now, you know, we're not taking a bunch of Mayans <laughs> bike riders over there. You know what I mean? Or, you know, just a bunch of cholos or something like, you know, tough guys. No, no, you don't, you don't fire back that way. You fire back with creativity. You fire back with numbers. That's how you fire back. You show people, look what you had an opportunity to have. Look, and you ruined it. You ruined it, pal. You had an opportunity to have this turnout and these types of shows to hopefully save your club, but you decided that you knew better. You decided that it's better off not having Latinos, and you were wrong. So that's 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 what I got to say. Um, there's also a lot of other stuff I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, but the main thing is, <laughs> and I'll transition here for everyone that's still paying attention, um, you know, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Have you guys been watching the trial? I want to say he's innocent. I mean, of course, he has to take care of his drug and alcohol issues. And to be quite honest, as somebody that's had uh, alcohol issues severely in the past, knows for sure better than anybody, when you're in those types of states, when you're messing with that type of stuff, you're going to end up with those types of people. <laughs> You're going to end up uh, in those types of situations, which is why I don't end up in any of those types of situations because I don't drink anymore, you know, <laughs> but if you do more power to you, good luck to you. But for me, uh, everybody that's been a long time listener knows the, the, the previous struggles that I used to have. And so I've been able to remedy all that. I understand, you know, when you, when you consume, <laughs> you know, that type of stuff and that's how you deal with your problems, you're going to end up with those types of situations and yeah. And you know what? We're going to leave it off right there with the world's greatest guard dog, Napoleon. <laughs> Everybody knows my pup, my first son. Oh, man, I'm going to miss him. Oh, God, it's going to kill me. I'm going to miss my family, too. <laughs> but I'm going to miss my pup when I go on the ship. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Funny. I greatly appreciate the download, and I greatly appreciate the support. Please don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. If you didn't like what I had to say, you can let me know, too. Thank you, and I will see you guys again very, very soon.